Okay, well, anyway, uh, last week we had covered, uh, you know, I mean, I mean, sometimes you see these stories and it's like, well, there's no such thing as giants, and then you back up and you go, the whole Bible's been historic. Well, there's no such thing as a flood. <laughs> They'll say it was a local flood. Well, why'd you need to get all the animals for a local flood? Just run to the highlands. We'll see, it wasn't a local flood. It was a, it was a big flood. Come on in, Paula. We're just getting rolling. We're just starting. And, uh, but it's real. It's historic. And this thing here where, where it talks about when, you know, David was trying to get that census. And then all of a sudden, uh-oh, that wasn't a thing to do. You know, count and see how many people are in the kingdom, whatever, that kind of thing. And all right. And so you got this angel that's uh, coming into Jerusalem with his sword drawn. And David runs out there. And Ornan, the, the guy that was standing there, and his sons tore out. But Ornan stood there and said no he told the king says no look you can just have the land and remember david said i'm not going to give away something free to the lord it has to cost me something in other words you know so well that's great what a blessing i don't have to give my tithe or something i don't have to give uh, this but no it needs to be something that's worth something to you and that's what david said i'm not gonna give you anything. besides if this angels whoa i mean they're awesome beings these angels are just awesome you know and thank god they're on our side but anyway, so remember we left off right here. Then David said, right here on Ornan's threshing floor is the place where I'll build the temple of the Lord and construct the altar for Israel's burnt offering. That's 1 Chronicles chapter 22. Now, no, we're, we're going to go somewhere else this morning. But, but talking about the temple and where it was, the story behind the real estate, that was it. Wow, what a story. Man. And everybody knew it too. Everybody knew it. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> now, I just no need to go over here this morning. So we're going to actually go. Oh, here's your oh index of your Bible here. Genesis all the way to Revelation here. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. And we were down here. We were right here this morning is where we're at. This is all history. History, 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 history. Timeline. Uh, in Genesis, the flood hits in 1,400 years. You can figure that out. By chapter 5, you can look at those dates and you can figure out, oh, he lived to be this long. He lived, this, yeah. 1,400 years since day one. Oh, and by the way, if you go look, uh, the evolutionists, they know there's no transitional fossils. They know we have them on that. They'll still say, well, they're there, but we just can't find them. <laughs> yeah, right. And they do agree. They'll say, okay, nothing changed from the beginning, even though they want to say it did. So they're saying from the fossil record all the way back, they realize nothing's changed. An oak leaf is still an oak leaf. They find frogs, it's still a frog today. They have a hard time dealing with that. Oh, but anyway, <clears throat> so, so anyway, it's just interesting to note that they, they, their, their thing is they just say, well, poof, it, it just, they call it stasis, S-A-T-A-S-I-S, which means status. It's, it, just, it just, apparently, these species were just, they just came all at once. Do you have a problem with the Bible? We believe the Lord, same thing. The Lord created it all on what? He created the animals on day five. He created the fish on day four. And then, no, or a moon. And then, but anyway, day five was the animals. Day six was animals were six, excuse me. Day five was the ocean and all things in there. And then uh, day, three was the, day three was the plants. Day four was the sun and the moon. So how do you know that? Well, it's a pretty simple creation story. You can go look at the times and what. And it says it was the first day. Anyway, one of the coolest things I think about the whole thing is our seven-day week. Why don't we have a 16-day week? See, it all went back. 
historically it all went back where did that word week come from why don't we have why don't other countries have oh, we have a three-day week you know no you have a seven-day week why you always ask the question why i remember we do things at work called root cause five whys our chinook helicopter you know it took off from here and had problems okay when it had a problem why well, it's located in here. Okay, why? Okay, it's located in here. This pro- Why? You go down about five whys and you got the root cause of what it is. And so when you start thinking, you know, why? Why do we have a seven-day week? Okay, go look. Now, don't listen to the first guy that says, well, you know, blah, 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 blah. go look. Because if he does, say why. And the coolest thing when they, people start telling you is billions of years, just say, were you there? <laughs> They'll go... No, but I know a scientist. He wasn't there. Well, guess what? Your God was there. Praise the Lord. And our God says it wasn't that long. Okay, so anyway. So in Genesis here, by the flood, it's 1,400 years since day one. And remember, Jesus put it out there and said, in the beginning, he made a male and female. Paul, in the book of Acts, in a big sermon he had, he said that, that God made them all from Adam. These people are just, they're not as smart as we are today. Well, wait a minute. Yeah, they are. So anyway, you got history, 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 history. And we stopped right here in Chronicles today. This is where um, King David, oh, you got history about King David. But anyway, and then uh, what's funny is by the time you hear, they've lost their, Nebuchadnezzar's hit right here at the end of, uh, at the end of First and Second Kings, First and Second Chronicles. Ezra and Nehemiah, that's when they came back to Israel. Okay? Look at these books here. It's called, uh, that's history, Ezra, Nehemiah, Esther. That was when they came back. Well, actually, Esther was while they were still in bondage to Nebuchadnezzar. You can tell the Medes, the Persh, the kingdoms that says that gives you the dates. Anyway, Job's a real quick book. The worst case Job could have done would have been a year and a half. But it probably, if you read it, you'll go, I didn't last but a couple of weeks. That's right. Don't listen to what people tell you. Read Job for yourself. Also, you'll think, Back off, Job. You're whining a little bit. Yeah, like all of us. Why is this happening to me? It's only in the first two chapters where it says, in all this, Job sinned not. Well, yeah, in chapter 2. But you go to chapter 40 and the Lord said, you've sinned. Okay, he opened his mouth too much back then. Oh, he's just perfect. Perfect. No. He made some mistakes too. Job actually, the Lord had to ask him, says, were you here when I created the world? Well, wait a minute, Lord, you didn't create the world. I know better. My biology teacher in college told me, God, you didn't create the world. <laughs> that's the reason, that's the reason Job was getting his he was getting his hand slapped on that. Okay. But anyway, here we go. So you click along here and you got Psalms and Proverbs. What's that? Psalms, songs. Proverbs. You know what those are? Little things of wisdom. Buy two, get one free. You know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Okay. Then you've got uh, Ecclesiastes. Uh, that's written, it just, Ecclesiastes, I'm in the ecclesiastical, yeah, it's, 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 it's called the preacher is what it is. And, so, and Solomon wrote that. So it's his time frame and what he's talking about. Then you got Song of Solomon, Day, uh, excuse me, Dustin used it in his wedding. That is a love story. It's not Jesus. <laughs> a little bit too graphic for Jesus. Especially that last couple of chapters, Dustin and I were talking about this as funny as can be. My little sister hadn't got any chest what are we gonna do about her well we'll put some stuff in there and make her <laughs> and then the girl says i'm well chested you know well, that, oh are we talking about jesus here no it's a love story it's a love story and nobody reads it thank god you will 
You read it, it's better than any movie you've ever seen on. I mean, you, you'll get it. You'll go, praise the Lord. Yeah. Nothing wrong with a man loving a woman. It's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to be in love. The girl wakes up in the night, can't find Solomon. Heartache, man. Where's my lover? <laughs> she goes outside and asks the watchman, have you seen him? You know, She's panicking. Same thing went through you and I in high school and whatever. It's supposed to be going on all your life, you know. I don't care about it. God don't care about that. Well, it's certainly in the Bible. Okay. Then all of a sudden you got Isaiah. Okay. Isaiah, he was back in here. He's talking about things going on there. But he's also talking about, occasionally, he'll talk about something going on in the future. Jeremiah was there right at the tail end, right before they got taken in to... Uh, you know, by Nebuchadnezzar. Lamentations? Wonder what that is. Oh, I never understood. They lost their kingdom. Go read it. They were lamenting over it. Jeremiah wrote that. What a bunch of clowns we were. Ezekiel, same thing. Daniel. Daniel's sitting there at Nebuchadnezzar's table. Remember, Daniel was going to get executed. Hey, why are we getting executed? Well, the king had a dream and nobody can interpret it. Daniel says, whoa, hold on. I can you can't smart off like that. Yes, you can. When well, you know Jesus Christ, and it wasn't like, oh, had a vision, had a vision. Daniel knew, no way. Our God's bigger than King Nebuchadnezzar. I'm not going to the chopping block today. Great story. And then just moments later, Shadrach, Meshach, and Bendigo, they're hauled off to get burned in the burning fiery furnace because they didn't bow down and worship King Nebuchadnezzar's image. And they did the same thing. Nope, we ain't burning. We ain't bowing down. They said that. And if you go back and look, otherwise Nebuchadnezzar said, get these Jews out of my sight. Just give me a report later. No, Nebuchadnezzar went down there to see. And remember he said, heat it up seven times hotter? What else did he tell them to do? Throw them in bound? Wrap them up with, with ropes? Who cares? Remember it slew his mightiest men when he threw them in there. That thing was blazing. What else did they do? Oh, urgent. Now. We'll do it schedule now. And Nebuchadnezzar was watching. Remember Nebuchadnezzar says... Didn't we throw three guys in there? How come there's four in there? Just like that big angel. Man, it was... And he said the other one looked like... Man, eh, it weren't looking like he looked like Jesus. It meant it, it was an awesome being in there. Anyway, of course, Jesus was in there no matter what. He helped him out. Okay, so that's the history. And these little prophets, they're doing the same thing. Now you come up here and all of a sudden, boom, all of a sudden Jesus is here. Wow. This is the story of Jesus. That's the story of Jesus. That's the story of Jesus. That's the story of Jesus. And now he's gone. The book of Acts is what they did after Jesus was gone. <laughs> Wonderful. These here are little short emails sent to different locations. And let's look at this one. It says H-E-B. And when we look at it, we're only going to cover about six chapters real quick. It won't take long. But you'll see all that stuff we've been talking about. Here we go. Watch this. Hebrews chapter 1. Long ago. It's not a long ago mythological. No, we know long ago. Because how many years has transpired? 4,000 years have gone by of history. Long ago, God spoke in different ways to our fathers through the prophets, in visions, dreams, and even face to face. Abraham dealt that way. Moses dealt that way. The Lord showed up to Abraham. Quick, Sarah, make some cakes. Bake them, whatever. But now in these last days, he's spoken to us through his son, whom he's given everything and through whom he made the world and everything there is. We need to help him out here because he didn't make the world. Oh, yes, he did. Boy, the Bible has their neck out there, don't they? So God shines out. No, God's son shines with all God's glory and all that God's son is and does marks him as God. 
He regulates the universe by the power of his command. He's the one who died. Oh, we know what he's talking about. He's talking about Jesus. Jesus totally rocked the earth when he was here. Herod had all them babies killed. He went, well, I don't care. I don't care. No, all of a sudden some wise men show up and said, hey, uh, Herod, where's the, where's the king of the Jews? And he's going, what do you mean the king of the Jews? Oh, yeah, we saw his star, man. When did you see it? Oh, about two years ago, you know. Okay, uh, and he was so disturbed. And the Bible says, and this is in Matthew chapter, or Matthew chapter 2, all of Jerusalem was so disturbed. Herod brings in the, the Pharisees and they said, hey, where's he supposed to be born at? And they go, well, uh, Bethlehem. Everybody knew it. Everybody knew. Well, I don't know. I don't read my Bible much. Everybody knew that Micah or whoever it was, one of those prophets said in Bethlehem, the Messiah will be born. Everybody knew that. And sure enough, remember we know the story. The angels showed up and the shepherds were told, you know, go down there and look at this thing. Right outside of Bethlehem. The angels are screaming, glory to God in the highest. Okay, here we go. So, he's the one who died to cleanse us, to clear our record of all sin. Look at that. Wouldn't it be nice to read that over coffee some morning? You go, I'm so glad all my sins are covered with. That's right. You want to focus on what the book says, not on how you feel. God, don't treat your feelings to how, whether or not I'm going to heaven or not. Okay. And then sat down at the highest honor beside the great God of heaven. And the disciples actually saw that one day. They saw Jesus ascend and he sat down. There. He, well, he just took off like a rocket. Thus he became far greater than the angels. As proved by the fact, his name, Son of God, which was passed on to him from his father, is far greater than the names and titles of angels. Of course, angels don't exist. That's just Cracker Barrel stuff. You know, cute little women. No, it's not. They're real. We have some names. What are they? Gabriel's one of them. Michael's one of them. We know Lucifer is a fallen angel. Okay. For never said, uh, God never said to any of the angels, you are my son. Today I've given you the, the honor that goes with that name. But God said that about Jesus. Another time he said, I'm his father. He's my son. Still another time when the firstborn son came to the earth, God said, there's that story. Let all the angels of God worship him. Boy, they did. Happy birthday. God speaks of his angels as messengers as swift as the wind and as servants made of flaming fire. And remember, they're on our side. The angels are encamped about us. Psalm 91 says they bear you up. That's the reason we're just like total hypocrites, just like the Israelites when they came out of Egypt. Oh, we, he bring us out here so we could starve, you know. And I hate this manna, you know. And we can't go into the promised land. All the time we got these awesome angels with us. So we don't want to be guilty of that. Oh, I can't believe it. I come down with some skin problem. You hold up. Ask the Lord to help you. He'll get you out. I can't find my car car keys. You know, and I, I can't find it. God knows where all that stuff is. Praise the Lord. Don't worry. God will fix it for you. So he speaks of his angels as swift as the wind and servants made of flaming fire. And as you know, every time they show up, what's the first thing they say? Fear not. <laughs> I know. Don't be afraid. <laughs> I'm on your side. Don't be afraid. Wow. But he says of his son, your kingdom, O oh, oh God, will last forever. And its commands are always just and right. You love right and hate wrong. So God, even your God, has poured out more gladness upon you than anyone else. God also called him Lord when he said, Lord, in the beginning you made, here we go again, you made the heavens and the earth are the work of your hands. They will disappear to nothingness, but you will remain. They will become like worn out clothes, and someday you will fold them up and replace them. But you yourself will never change, and your years will never end. Now, do you know what science proves this? We can all leave our cars out here and never drive them again. They won't turn into Mercedes-Benz brand new off the lot. Everything's deteriorating. It's going down. 
Okay. So, something's wrong with that. Well, yeah. Adam's sin. We're just reading this email here. Look at this. And God never did say to an angel, as he does to his son, sit here beside me in honor until I crush all your enemies beneath your feet. No. For the angels are only spirit messengers. Look at that. Sent out to help and care for those who are to receive his salvation. Guess what? They are on total assignment for you right now. Praise God. I just feel all alone. Oh, man, you're covered up. Remember this same book. Dustin could take it from here and tell us this, but I'll jump to it. Whoops, hang on a second. Let's just go straight to uh, chapter 13. Look at this. This is the same book. You'd read this in no time. It's real fast. Continue to love each other with true brotherly love. Don't forget to be kind to strangers. Look at that. For some of who have done this have entertained angels without realizing it. I guarantee you, when I had right out of gas two weeks ago or a week and a half ago, the guy in that golf cart probably was an angel. He was nice. And he took me and says, yeah, I got a gas tank. <laughs> I'm sitting there going, yeah. How many of these guys have been angels? All right, here we go. Remember, this is a quick read. These, verse, these chapters are not long. There's just something, uh, well, I can just tell you, there's always pressure. The devil has angels too. And he doesn't want you reading your Bible. He doesn't want you trusting the Lord. And you'll always find it so much easier to just not read. Why is that? Why is it we go days without reading our Bible? Well, Jesus told a little story about the parable of the sower. He said some seed lands on what? The wayside? And it said the birds of the air come by and take it away. Well, then the disciples said, hey, whoa, 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 what does that mean? And he said, well, these are those that hear the word, but Satan comes immediately and steals the word. Quickest way he could steal it is for us to forget the Bible, never have time to read it, or whatever. All right, here we go. And it's not by accident. All right, and the devil knows his time is short, so he's, he's going to be on your case trying to wreck your life. But don't let him. Remember, he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. So now, there was no markers. This is just to help us. So, boom, he's still saying, so we must listen very carefully to the truths we've heard, or we'll drift away from them. For since the messages from angels have always proved true, and people have always been punished for disobeying them. What makes us think we're going to escape if we are indifferent to this great salvation announced by the Lord Jesus himself and passed on to him by those who heard him speak? Remember all through the, the Old Testament, there was an angel that helped Moses out. Moses was working with an angel. That, whatever. Okay, God always has shown that these messages, uh, look at this. You know, Well, we got doctors today. We don't have, there's no such thing as miracles. All baloney. God's always shown us that these messages are true by signs and wonders and various miracles uh, by giving certain abilities from the Holy Spirit to those who believe. Yes, God has assigned such gifts to each of us. Each of us? Yeah, read the Bible. Each of us. Do you know the Bible says that we, just regular Christians, we lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Philip, he was just a deacon. He was not an apostle. And he went down to wherever he went down to and just totally, the whole town got healed. That's in Acts chapter 8. It's the reason it's in a book called Acts. This is how they acted. And all you got to do is go, Lord, I'm going to act that way too. Great. Good job. You should do that. Paul acted that way. Remember, he got bit by a snake either here, here, or wherever. And everybody thought, well, you're going to die. And he didn't die. The future world we're talking about will not be controlled by angels. No, for in the book of Psalms, we just saw that. And we notice this, David said, we know David wrote a lot of those, probably a third of them or more. What is it, this is, this is actually Psalm 8. What is it that mere man, uh, what is mere man that you are so concerned about him? Now, don't you remember Jesus said, there's not one sparrow falls to the ground without God knowing about it. And he says, you are worth more than many sparrows. 
Yeah, we will walk out of here with the influence of the devil, trying to, and, and we'll just browbeat ourselves going, you know, I'm just, I'm just, I hope God's not mad at me. God can do without me. Well, her preacher said, he can do without you. That's not, well, what'd he die for us for if he could do without me? He loves you and I. Why did the prodigal's dad run to his son when he saw him coming? He ran to him. And why did the Lord point out what the stupid brother did? Why well, I'm not going in there to that party. This son of yours that threw away your inheritance to harlots and gambling and whatever else. I'm not going to that party. Boy, boy, the, the, the father told him, this is your brother. Our, our, this is your brother. And he was dead and he's alive again and we ought to rejoice. Amen. Man. Okay, the Bible says, and then Jesus went to the next verses and he said, heaven rejoices over one sinner. They're having a party over one sinner that repented. And we're like, well, yeah, well, about time you got on the ball. We told you to believe in Jesus. Heaven is rocking and rolling because somebody saw the light. Praise the Lord. So here's what he says. Why are you so concerned about you and I? Who is the son of man that you so highly honor? For though you made him lower than the angels for a little while, now you crowned him with glory and honor and you've put him in complete charge of everything there is. There's nothing left out. Now, we have not seen all this take place yet. Yeah, right. See, the world's still in a mess. But we do see Jesus, who for a little while was lower than the angels, crowned now by God with glory and honor because he suffered death for us all. Uh, here we go. Uh, yes, because of God's great kindness, Jesus, look at that, tasted death for everyone in the world. Now, we get a lot of older people in this room, but guess what? He's already tasted that death for all of us. Thank God. We're going to be absent from the body, present with the Lord. Paul was so convinced of this that he said, I don't know whether or not I want to go into heaven now or wait a little bit longer. <laughs> he said, if I go on, it's far better. Look at this. And it was right and proper that God, who made everything for his own glory, he used to quit saying he made everything. He did make everything. That he should allow Jesus to suffer. For in doing so, he was bringing, look at that, vast multitudes of God's people to heaven. Well, I heard there won't gonna be but a few of us. See, that's wrong. Look at that. For his suffering made Jesus a perfect leader, one fit to bring them into their salvation. And I tell you what, he did it. We didn't. Look at this. That's why Jesus is not ashamed to call us. Look at that word, us, his brothers. For he says in the book of Psalms, I'll talk to my brothers about God, my father, and together we'll sing his praises. Another time he said, I'll put my trust in God along with my brothers. And still another time, see, here I am and the children God gave me. Wow. Since we, God's children, are human beings, watch this, made of flesh and blood, he became flesh and blood, away in a manger, no crib. That's that story. He came in human form. Look at this. For only as a human, what did he do? Could he die and in dying break the power of the devil who had the power of death? Well, did he do it? He said he did. Only in that way, look at this, could he deliver those who through fear of death, and we got to be honest, I just don't like to think about that. <laughs> yeah, we all like, I don't know, you take a young person, they don't even think they might die. They're just invincible. You know how it is. I don't even think, you ever think about dying? Excuse me. I'm playing a game by computer. They they're clueless. And you can't blame them. They're young. Why would they think about death? And then they're encouraged not to, or they're encouraged to believe that, well, we really don't know what it is, so you can make up your own. You can make up your own salvation. Or they won't even say it. You can make up your own heaven. It's the reason a lot of people 
pulled the trigger on themselves. I'm getting out. If they knew the story, they wouldn't be getting out without a redeemer. Only in that way could he deliver through fear of death. Uh, excuse me. Only that way could he deliver those who through fear of death have been living all their lives as slaves to constant dread. Man, I'm getting closer to the mark. And people, they'll go, well, you know, you're going to die sometime, you know. It's like that joke I like to tell. You've told it several times, but I'll tell it again. Two guys played baseball all their life, you know. Herb and Bill. They grew up playing as sports and in high school, college, whatever. Then they got too old, so they were just watching the games, Herb and Bill. And they promised, first one die, come back and tell us whether or not there's, 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 you know, there's baseball in heaven. So Herb died and Bill still left. Bill's walking through the downtown area at night, late night, and he hears this, hey, Herb. And Bill says, is that you? Yeah. And he says, how oh, good to see you. So he's talking to me. He says, hey, I got to know, is there baseball in heaven? He goes, yes, yeah, good news and bad news. What's the good news? Yeah, they got baseball in heaven. What's the bad news? You're pitching Sunday. <laughs> you know, we're all going to cross through that. You know? <laughs> yeah. Thank God in that story, they knew they were going to heaven. You know, praise the Lord. But anyway, but I mean, that is, got my fingers crossed. You don't have to get your fingers crossed. That's the beauty of knowing when I tell you here, it's not just me, but everybody. And people, all, all gospel right now, most people are, they've, because the Holy Spirit gets them in this. That Bible you got is a history book. Jesus was actually here. It's like one guy wrote a full book on liar, what is it, lunatic, or what's the other one? Liar, lunatic, oh, or Lord, yeah. He's one of those three, you know, pretty bold. He wasn't no liar and he wasn't no lunatic. He's Lord. That's what it's saying. We all know that he did not come as an angel, but as a human being. Yes, as a Jew. See, if you read this from the King James, you'll see the same thing. Okay. It, I mean, it's exactly. And it was necessary, look at this, for Jesus to be like us, his brothers, so that he could, look at that, he could be merciful and a faithful high priest before God, a priest who would both be merciful and to us and faithful to God in dealing with the sins of the people. For since he himself has been through suffering and temptation, he knows what it's like when we suffer and are tempted, for he's wonderfully able to help us. Now, it's not a one-time help, it's all the time. Here we go, we'll probably just get, only get through three, but watch this. Dear brothers, whom God has set apart for himself, you who are chosen for heaven, I want you to think now about this Jesus who is God's messenger and high priest Excuse me, of our faith. For Jesus was faithful to God. Now, if we didn't know any history, we wouldn't get this. But look at the history. Uh, just as Moses was faithfully, faithfully served in God's house. Moses, was he? Yeah, Pharaoh, all that stuff. Jesus has far more glory than Moses, just as a man who builds a fine house gets more praise than the house does. Many people can build houses, but only God, here we go again, made everything. Well, Moses did a fine job working in God's house, but he was only a servant, and his work was mostly to illustrate. Look at this. Remember the tabernacle and all that stuff? Remember the angel? David said, well, I'm going to build that tabernacle here. All that stuff and how you design it, the Ark of the Covenant, you know. Most of his work was to illustrate and to suggest those things that would happen later on. Yeah. But Christ, God's faithful son, is in complete charge of God's house. And we Christians are God's house. He lives in us. If we keep up our courage firm to the end and our joy and our trust in the Lord, which we're doing. And since Christ is so much superior, the Holy Spirit warns us to listen to him and to be careful to hear his voice today and let not our hearts become set against him as the people of Israel did. Oh, what did they do? Oh, we know what they did. 
We can't go in the Holy Land, just like I already mentioned. They steal themselves against his love. They complained against him in the desert. Man, we are so guilty. We can do this too, but we're not. And he's saying, don't do that. Yeah, but Richard, I only believe my Jesus can just take me to heaven. You should go back and read the Bible. There was no worries about going to heaven in the Old Testament. It was get to the promised land. It was get from day to day. Remember, the manna was just a one 24-hour day event. And the Lord got so mad at them. He says, don't, he told Moses, don't they trust me? The manna will be there the next day. They don't have to act like I got to get a bunch more because man, it might all run out. No, the manna would always be there. And they figured it out finally. The first couple of days, they just hoarded it and it turned into maggots. You know, I tell you, and, and we got people, I heard messages. I'm just so glad I've been my, <laughs> I've been my own preacher for 40 years. But anyway, but I've heard them all. All those people say, you know, God can do without you. And, you know, and you got to, God gave you a brain, you know, and all this stuff. And well, God gave me a brain, all right, but he told me to use it to trust him. We can't just sit there. Nobody said I was going to sit there. I don't sit around doing nothing. But I'll tell you one thing I don't do is when I first get my job, I don't go, well, uh, Lord had to help you out on that one. Yeah. You gave me a brain and I filled out the applications. I did the rest all by myself. No, God got you the job. He helped you get the applications. He did all that stuff. Man, some people, they, they preach this stuff and they walk out that door and they don't even act like it's real. They go, yeah, I have to teach that because I'm a preacher, but you know, but I don't really believe it. So here's what they did. So they complained in the desert. One of the things David wrote, the reason David was such a great king, David wrote this psalm and he says, they, he said when they got out there, they were saying, can the Lord prepare a table for us out here in the wilderness? That's in like Psalm 78. Can he provide a table? Now, what was the other psalm? No, he was making fun of what they did. Remember 23rd Psalm? You prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies. That's a better thing to think about, and you should trust that. You should be saying, hey, where are you, Lord? Where's my table at? Well, I don't want to say that. For... <sighs> trust the Lord. He's on your side. Don't worry. About... I can't say that. I can't talk to God like that because I'm such a sinner. He's already taken care of that. Taken care of it. There was always a blood sacrifice in the Old Testament. He wanted us to do that. Remember in Psalm 50, he said, I call the whole earth together. I want you to trust me <laughs> when you have times of difficulty. Nah, it's just the Christian gods. <laughs> Whatever. Oh, here we go. So anyway, notice what he says. God was patient with them for 40 years. Yeah. Though they tried his patience sorely, he kept right on doing his mighty miracles for them to see. I don't know that he did that. Well, go back and read it. He did. I mean, that's amazing. Their shoes didn't wear out. Remember that? Daddy, I've had these shoes ever since we left Pharaoh. <laughs> yeah, let's don't talk about that. Mama says, yeah, let's do talk about that. I believe that's the Lord. God's been providing us with McDonald's hamburgers for 40 years. Yeah, there's nothing to eat out here, is there? Yeah. We've also had air conditioning. Yeah, that cloud's been with us during the daytime. And at night, we've been warm. It's been nice. Got a fire by night. And that fire was there until the day they got in the promised land. So no wonder. But God says, I was very angry with them for their hearts were always looking somewhere else instead of up to me. And they never found, uh oh, what did they never find? They never found the paths I wanted them to follow. Whoops, hang on. I messed up here. Yeah. Then God, full of his anger against them, bound himself with the oath that he would never let them come to his place of rest. 
You say, but Richard, that's, that's, that's the story back then. Yeah, but remember, the writer here is saying, that's for us today. Uh-oh. Beware then of your own hearts, dear brothers, lest you can say, excuse me, lest you find that they too are evil and unbelieving and are leading you away from the living God. Oh, it's interesting that they throw, that adds to the living. You know, well, grandmother told me to believe it. There was a living God to your grandmother. It's the reason it worked. My grandmother too. And in my life, not, you, man, you're kidding. I know he's a living God. Speak to each other about these things very, every day while there's still time so that none of you will be hardened against God by being blinded by the glamour of sin. For, we're fa- for if we're faithful to the end, trusting God, just as we did when we first became Christians. What did that mean? I've already accepted Jesus. See, that's a different phrase. Trusting God just as we did when you first gave your life to Jesus. When you first found out about trust him every day. Lord, I know I'm going to heaven, but I'm having some financial trouble. Okay, he's right there at the door. He'll help you. We'll trust him to help you. Amen. Look at that. He says, oh, we will share in all. Look at, look at this. Well, we don't need nothing. I just want a little cabin in glory. I just, want, I just want to get there. We will share in all that belongs to Christ. Well, Jesus was a poor guy. Where'd you get that from? Take a look at him in the book of Revelation when he shows up. He's glowing. He's got a gold band around him. Mercy. And remember when he was on the Mount of Trance, they call it. This Matthew 17. Go look at it. Moses shows up. Jesus was already there. Peter, James, and John were there. And they were falling asleep. But all of a sudden, everything was glowing. Jesus in his glory appeared. Why didn't he, sh- glow- why didn't he show up in his poverty? It's because it's not there. Anyway, we will share in all that belongs to Christ. But now is the time. Never forget the warning. Today, if you hear God's voice, don't harden your hearts against him as the people of Israel did when they rebelled against him in the desert. Go look at that story. It's not about going to heaven. They had the promised land in sight. They could have stopped the manna. It could have been over with. And they came back. Remember they came back with those grapes? Yeah, we got a lot of grapes here, but the people are just way too big for us. We can't take them. And there's giants out there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Can't you just remember? The Lord just wiped out Pharaoh's entire army. And besides that, you got to walk through and go to the aquarium. Hey, is that a hammerhead shark? Yeah. Can't get me, you know. I mean, they walked through on dry land. That's a myth. It never happened. Oh, yeah, it did too. You got a Jewish nation over there right now who's no friends with Egypt. Anyway, now's the time. Never forget the warning. Today, if you hear God's voice, don't harden your hearts against him as the people of Israel did when they rebelled against him in the desert. As soon as they got, if you read the story, as soon as they got through that water, they were thirsty. A couple of days later, what'd you do, bring us out here to die? And we could do the same thing. What, God, would you bring me out here and I'm, I now got cancer? You talk about healing God and what's the matter with me? The doctor gave me a bad report. See, we can't do that. We got to go, Lord, praise God. I don't care what the doctor said. You know, I have a benefit. You forgive all my iniquities. You heal all my diseases. Psalm 103, verse 1 and 2. Anyway. So, and who were those people I speak of who heard God's voice speaking to them but rebelled? He's going to tell you. Well, you read about them. They were the ones. Let's stop here. Who came out of Egypt with Moses, their leader. 
And who was it that God was angry with those 40 years? Those same people who sinned as a result and died in the wilderness. And to whom was God speaking? Um, when he swore with an oath they would never get into the promised land, he was speaking to those who had disobeyed him. And that's why they couldn't get in, because they didn't trust him. That's a daily trust. I'm so glad that over the years I learned that there is a daily trust. You know. Yeah, and, and one of our songs we sing in the, in the hymnals is only trust him, only trust him, only trust him, only trust him. You know, it, the verses reply to, the, I mean, uh, mention this. Now, I'm going to stop right here, but watch this. Although God's promise still stands, what promise? It's that promise, it was the holy land. Everything was in there. Land flowing with milk and honey. Why didn't he say, it's just about going to heaven? No, it's not. His promise that all may enter into his place of rest we ought to tremble in fear because some of you are on the verge of failing to get in there after all. What? For this is the wonderful news that God's message that God wants to save us has been given to us just as it was to those who lived in the time of Moses. It's the same. Notice this. But it didn't do them any good because they didn't believe it. Yeah, but Richard, I'm not sure if the Bible's really true. You know, I mean, a lot of people wrote it. You keep saying that. The Dead Sea Scrolls found every book except for the book of Esther. Man. In every one of those books, Isaiah was Isaiah. They said, well, it was deteriorated. It wasn't the same word for word, same books. But it doesn't matter. We can all get an unbelief somehow. They didn't mix faith with it. For only we who believe God can enter into his rest. For he said, I've sworn in my anger that those who didn't believe me, they'll never get in. Even though he has been ready and waiting for them since the world began. We know he's ready and waiting because it's written that God rested on the seventh day of creation. God, I tell you, he's got to quit saying that. He didn't create the world. You know, I got to keep up with my scientific friends. I don't, want to, I don't want them not to believe in Jesus. Oh, you just tell those scientific friends that the earth is not that old. Dinosaurs live with man. I mean, it just, just uh, they need to hear that. Even so, they didn't get in for God finally said they'll never enter into my rest. Yet the promise still remains and some get in, but some... Uh, those who had the first chance for they disobeyed and they failed to get in. But God said another time of coming in. At that time, look at that, is now. He announced this through King David, and we got to stop here. Today, when you hear God's voice, in other words, that was later is what he's saying. This new place of rest doesn't mean the land of Israel that Joshua let him in. If that's where what he meant, he would have not spoken long ago about today to get in. So there's, look at that, a full and complete rest awaiting for the people of God. Look at this. Christ already entered. He's resting from his work, just as God did after creation. Let's do our best to get into that place of rest, too, being careful not to disobey God as the children of Israel did, thus failing to get in. Look at this. Whatever God says is full of living power. That's that verse. The word of God's quick and powerful, sharp and a two-edged sword. That's that verse. It's sharper than the sharpest dagger cutting swift and deep and into the innermost parts and desires of our parts, exposing us for what we really are. He knows, look at this, he knows about everyone everywhere. He knows about you. Everything about us is bare and wide open to the all-seeing God, of the all-seeing eyes of the living God. There's nothing hid from him to whom we must explain all that we've done. Look at this. Well, we finished it anyway. We'll stop. This is it. But Jesus, the Son of God, is our great high priest who's gone into heaven, look at this, to help us. Therefore, let us not stop trusting him 
This high priest, he understands our weaknesses because he had the same temptations we do, though he never gave way to them since. So let us come, look at this, boldly to the very throne of God and stay there to receive his mercy and find grace to help. Look at that, in our times of need. Now, if that didn't keep you close to Jesus, we're acting like the children of Israel. I can't, he won't let me in there. You're welcome in there, praise the Lord. No matter what you're faced with. Wow. And you go home and read the rest of this. There's only 13 chapters, five. One of the greatest things in the fifth chapter says, hey, let's don't lay a foundation of trying to get saved by being good enough. I mean, come on. We, but that's where a lot of people are. I, I am going to stop, but I'm gonna, I want to show you that verse. He says, let's see where it's at. Sixth chapter. Yeah, look at this. Let's stop going over the same ground over and over again. Teaching the first lessons. Let's go on to things and become mature as strong Christians. Look at this. Well, certainly, surely we don't need to speak about the foolishness. Boy, in Alabama, the Bible Belt, they preach this. They don't mean to, but they do. The foolishness of trying to be saved by being good. If you're good enough, if you're good enough, God's going to hate you for that. He's going to hate you for that. You, know, you don't go to church, well, you ain't going. It's not what we do. It's what Jesus did. Isn't that right? He paid the price for us. Father, we just thank you for your word today. We thank you that, Lord, praise God, if we're facing any kind of trouble, our daily trust is in you. You'll help us out, especially if it's, or any, any if we're sick in our bodies, you'll fix that. Praise the Lord. We're not going to be like the children of Israel. Oh, we can't go in the promised land. There's giants out there. There's cancer out there. We can't go. No, Lord, you're going to fix us. Same thing's true financially. You'll fix us financially. Praise God. I don't care if there's giants out there. How are we ever going to pay for this? Oh, who cares? You'll take care of it. And if it's some other problem, we don't know, but only ourselves know. Praise God, you'll get us out of that too. And that doesn't leave anything left but for us to leave a historic lesson about what Jesus has done in our lives as we tell them about the Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Yeah, hallelujah. <laughs> yeah, you finish it out real quick. You'd be surprised. <laughs> oh, man, it's amazing. Oh, it just gets to, it, matter of fact, the stuff that you know already, uh, you'll be like, oh, I remember that. Because he's going to describe everything Moses did and...